Chapter Nine of Heroines of Travel by Frank Mundell. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. A peep into Central America. Some years ago, Mrs. Foote, the wife of the British consul at Greytown, Nicaragua, accompanied her husband from that bustling little seaport to San Salvador both of which are parts of central america the journey was made partly by water and partly by land the discomforts and dangers which the travellers had to face kept them in a constant state of irritation and fear the roads were almost impassable and the native indians had but an indifferent character for honesty indeed their respect for human life was of the slightest as was manifest from the wayside crosses which marked the places where unfortunate travellers had been murdered at one place an english captain while walking quietly along the road was pounced on by a dozen men who had been hiding in a wood near after cruelly hacking him with their bowie knives they robbed him and left him helpless and dying on the road there he was found shortly afterwards and only just before he expired in one part of the journey they found the mud getting deeper and deeper every moment so hoping to fare better they struck a bypath like most shortcuts it proved a long one in the end for they had not ridden far before they lost all trace of the road among grass as high as the horses heads they endeavoured in the fast-growing darkness to get back to the path at first this seemed hopeless and mrs foote had just proposed to her husband that they should remain where they were for the night when he decided to trust to the sagacity of the horses the animals were allowed to proceed in the direction which seemed best to them and in a little while the path was found in the meantime a storm such as we never see in this country had come on the rain fell in torrents and the thunder and lightning were terrific mrs foote's horse was so dreadfully alarmed by one awful flash and the deafening peal which succeeded it that it stopped and absolutely refused to stir another step her husband who was leading the way did not notice that she was not following him and though she called as loud as she could her voice was drowned by the wind and rain fortunately one flash of lightning more brilliant than the rest revealed her absence and immediately turning back he found her and her stubborn horse as neither coaxing nor spurring could induce the animal to move mr foote was obliged to dismount and lead both horses through a mass of mud and water the travellers joy was great when they saw lights in the distance 
and found the men who should have guided them along a safe path and who had charge of their baggage comfortably seated round a roaring wood fire mr foote soundly rated them partly in english and partly in spanish for their indifference and they seemed more amused than alarmed at the deluged and angry state of their employers on arriving at san miguel the travellers rested for two days after their adventures then on the third day they set out again at one place mr foote bathed in a river which he found to be infested by alligators one of these immense reptiles was quite near to him before he became aware of its presence but luckily he managed to gain the bank in safety shortly after they reached san salvador the consul and his wife only escaped an awful fate by a seemingly accidental circumstance having to visit a neighbouring town on business they were so much pleased with the place that they prolonged their stay for several weeks then they received the terrible news that san salvador had been totally destroyed by an earthquake on the morning of the day which witnessed the disaster the inhabitants were alarmed by a severe shock which fortunately served as a warning to a number of persons who at once left their houses for the open country shortly afterwards a much more violent shock followed it lasted only ten seconds but so tremendous was the convulsion that when it had passed scarcely a building was left standing the grand cathedral with its massive walls three feet thick which had withstood many a previous earthquake was a heap of ruins the walls of baked earth of which the houses were built crumbled into dust and many persons were suffocated mrs foote expresses her inability to relate even a small proportion of the tales of horror which she heard from those who survived the terrors of that awful visitation she says husbands seeking their wives mothers their children many rushing about the streets confessing their sins aloud while priests raised the cross on high saying the day of judgment was come and several people died in the streets who had been sick or dying when the earthquake took place the loss of property was immense many being rendered penniless who were rich the day before everyone fled except robbers and those who valued their property more than their lives and hoped to save the wreck of their fortunes by digging beneath the ruins the home to which the consul removed was infested with centipedes scorpions and venomous spiders one night while asleep mrs foote received such a severe bite on one of her fingers that her whole hand became dreadfully swollen and the pain extended up to her shoulder 
yet the bite was no bigger than the point of a pin the injury was done by a pretty little crimson spider known to be very venomous a colony of which made themselves at home in the corridor another night she was aroused from sleep by the sound of feet on the matting to her horror she saw a huge spider emerge from beneath her wardrobe and was afraid that it would attack her remaining perfectly still she had the satisfaction of seeing the tarantula disappear without troubling her while visiting a mountain station for the benefit of her health mrs foote witnessed an eruption of the volcano of isalco she was awakened in the night by the strong smell of sulphur and on opening the outer door found that a thick shower of ashes was falling it appeared to her like a black snowstorm when day dawned the whole country was black with ashes the sky was enveloped in a dull lurid fog through which the sun in vain tried to pierce their throats were much affected by the sulphur and they began to fear that the tragedy of pompeii was about to be re-enacted the eruption lasted for three days and so great was the fall of ashes that large fruit trees were broken down by the enormous weight many of the trees looked as if they had been half consumed by fire every blade of grass was scorched the crops were completely ruined and the cattle had to be driven some twenty miles to fresh pastures to the great consternation of the people the lava flowed within a mile of the town there however it stopped and the place was saved to the intense relief of the inhabitants mrs foote was much amused at the ingenious manner in which young children were carried on long journeys a sheet is knotted round the neck of the horseman in order to form a hammock a small pillow is placed inside and the babe lies as comfortably as if in its own cradle the jolting of the horse's movements being scarcely felt she also gives an amusing instance of indian superstition the natives being much impressed by omens on one occasion a european traveller was about to start on a journey when a raven was heard to croak in a tree near his indian guide at once declared that he would not go as the raven had warned them of approaching disaster in vain the traveller tried to persuade the indian to fulfil his contract even when a sum of money was offered to him he refused to go being very angry the european gave the man a sound flogging with his horsewhip then to his surprise the indian mounted his mule and said he would accompany the traveller the beating he had received he said in explanation was the disaster the raven had predicted and now there was nothing more to fear 
End of chapter 9